Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, y'all, it's a solo episode. It's just me and you. We're going to kick it back. We're going to have a cute little conversation, but I think it's a very necessary one for people who are looking for a powerlifting coach, or maybe they even have a coach and they're like, kind of feeling like it may not be the best fit. And I remember when I was looking for my first powerlifting coach, and y'all, it was back in 2015, whoa, 2015, and honestly, my coach kind of fell into my lap because I just picked a coach that was at the gym I was training at because he was a powerlifter, and I had just discovered what powerlifting even was and decided immediately I wanted to try it, and he knew what it was. He was at my gym. He was willing to work with me on the pricing, so I said yes, right? Now, fast forward to today. Although, I'll be honest, because of financial reasons, I was just a broke college kid, I wouldn't have been able (laughs) to necessarily scope out and probably look for the best-fitting coach for me for my very first coach, but I want to help you know what you need to be looking for to find a good coaching fit for you. So this episode is all about what to look for in a powerlifting coach to help you find your coach. And as a powerlifting coach myself, these are things that I aim to be as, to do the best I possibly can with and so that my clients end up getting a good coaching experience. So let me start with number one. Number one, these aren't necessarily in order, by the way. Like, it's not like this is the number one thing. Like, every single thing I point out will be something you should look for. But number one that I'm mentioning today is you want a powerlifting coach that is on time. What does that mean? You want a coach that will give you your programming on time every single time is you need a new program. And so how would you know if the coach you're scoping out or looking at gets their clients, their programs on time. And by the way, y'all, I'm really talking about online coaching. These are absolutely things you look for also in an in-person coach as well for powerlifting. But these are some of these things will pertain more to online coaching because if you're with a coach in person and you just train with them, then, you know, you just show up and the program's there, right? But online coaching, yes. How would you know if the person's on time? I highly recommend, before you start working with a coach, you look at some of their athletes and you reach out to them and ask them about their experience and ask them if their coaching programs have been on time. And to be honest, guys, people are super nice. Like, we have Instagram for a reason. If you're looking, for example, to me and you're, like, potentially thinking about working with me, I post my athletes on my on my story and I post them on my page. If you were to DM the athletes that I posted in my story, the reason they are posting their lifts, tagging me, stuff like that, is not just because they're happy, but it's because they're open to sharing their powerlifting, you know, story. So if you DM them, they're going to respond. You know what I mean? Like, 9 out of 10 times, I think any of my clients who are actively on social media and posting will respond to you. So find an athlete from the coach you're looking at and reach out. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I was thinking about hiring, blah, blah, blah. And I am just wondering, are they on time with their programming? Because I know some coaches tend to really lack in that area. And guys, I'm sad to say that a lot of clients who have come to me who are working with the coach previously left that coach. And and a big reason why people leave their coaches is 
programming is not on time. There is no excuse for your coach to be late with programming. You're investing in them. This is a business. Like, this is their career, even if it's a part-time career. They should not be late. Okay? They should not be late with the programming. So make sure you're talking to somebody who's known for being on time. If they're late one time ever with one client, you know, like, I'll be honest, I think in my five years now of product coaching, I can I can count on one hand how many times I've been late. I think it's been like three where I straight up made a mistake and thought something was updated and they texted me and I immediately fixed it. But like due to me being a human being, there was a short, the small error. But like the fact that I've been doing this for over five years and I can count on one hand and I also immediately fixed the problem and immediately reached out to the client, apologized and fixed it right away. Like that should tell you something. So make sure your coach is on time. Number two, Communication is huge, and that's another big reason people end up not having a good coaching experience because especially with online coaching, guys, how can you possibly get better as an athlete? You have so much to learn. You're willing to invest in it. You're willing to put the time in, and the coach barely responds to you when you send them them your videos. How are you going to get better as an athlete if they don't respond to you? Your coach should be giving you feedback. And that's actually leads into my third one. They should be giving you feedback, right? So you should be able to send your coach videos of you squatting, benching, deadlifting, etc., accessories, and they should give you feedback. And they can only do that if they're on top of communication. So whatever person you're thinking about working with, you should ask them and or ask their athletes, hey, how do they communicate? Do they communicate via email? Like, how do you send them videos? Do they take videos via DM? Is it videos via Facebook Messenger? Is it Google Photo Album? Like, how are they getting videos that they should be watching from their athletes? And if my voice sounds crazy, y'all, I'm finding a little cold, so sorry about that. But anywho, yeah, like, so example, right? I am very clear with my athletes how to give me videos. I'm very clear about it. They are either texting it to my business phone or they are text or they are sending it via Facebook Messenger. That's it. My clients know that. They don't, they're not confused about it. Like there is no, oh, I'm gonna Instagram you and WhatsApp you. Cause they know if they were to Instagram me, I would not respond because that's not how I communicate with my athletes. Instagram is where people reach out to me who are not my athletes asking me questions. So I'm going to push them off a little bit because I'm going to prioritize people investing in me. And if they get lost in the shuffle of Instagram DMs, it's not my fault if you DM me because I told you, I told you (laughs) to text me or Facebook message me. So your coach should be clear about how they want to receive their videos and when. Like, do they want to? Do they want you to send them in once a week? Can you send them in every single day? Do they want you to send them in on the day you're training? Like, they should be able to communicate that with you. You should be able to ask people who work with that coach, hey, how often do you send videos? How responsive are they? Um, another thing, too, with how responsive they are, like, the coach should communicate how quickly they'll get back to you. So an example, I'll give you my example. I tell my athletes, hey, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. I try to do it as quickly as I can, and ideally it'll be an hour or two, but within 24 hours, unless you reach out to me past Friday, 12 p.m. EST time. If you reach out to me after that, expect a late response. That response will probably be on Sunday, because guess what, y'all? I'm a coach and pilot in competition on the weekend, and I can't bring up my phone and start texting you during a competition. So they very much, they very well know if it's the weekend, the late response, 
but they're they know that so there's no confusion about that so whoever you're working with or thinking about working with should tell you hey this is how fast i'll get back with you and then they should be able to stick to that and if they can that's excellent (coughs) okay so number four You want to look, so that's, again, the beauty of social media, right? Like, you should be able to see a general theme of a coach's athletes improving. So how would you know if a coach's athletes are improving? Because, of course, you want to work with a coach who is known for helping their athletes get stronger, right? That's kind of what we do as coaches for the sport of powerlifting. So a simple thing you can do, look up like, four or five people they work with and go on their open powerlifting, you know? Like, if you know how long they've worked with the coach, just see, did the person improve or are they not? Now, I will say, take this, take this, this bullet point, my number four, with a grain of salt. Of course, a coach can have athletes who are just not giving it their all, who are skipping accessories, blah, 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 who go into me and they ignore their coach and they go for numbers they didn't talk about. There's totally a lot of reasons why an athlete could look like they're not making progress if you just look at their open powerlifting. So this, seriously, take it with a grain of salt, but I will say, if you know quite a few of their lifters, or you know of at least five of their lifters, the overall general theme should not be people's numbers are all going down, okay? So, like, that's just something that can help you out. For example, my coach, I love my coach. His name is Brad Cooligard. And I know at least 10 of his athletes, including myself, and I know they're improving. Like, I see them improving. I watch them compete online. I see their numbers going up. They talk about the improvements they made. And, you know, it's different for me. You might be listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, Solana. Powerlifting is not my entire life. It's just a small part of my life. And I don't have time to be figuring out who works with who, blah, blah. I get it. Like, powerlifting is quite literally a large portion of my life. So I'm the, the person who knows stuff that the average person wouldn't know. But just an idea, food for thought. Uh, or even reaching out to a couple of their athletes and be like, hey, since you've worked with blah, blah for the past six months, I know that. Do you feel like you've gotten stronger, or do you literally see that you've gotten stronger? Have you hit any PRs? Like, have things gone better than before you worked with them? That's another thing you can do. And that's probably going to be even better, because now you can get a one-on-one conversation with the person and get a little bit of their story, you know? Because you don't want to, like, just look open powerlifting, and you have no idea the person got injured, blah, blah, and you're like, oh, that's why their numbers are going down. So that's another thing you can do. But the overarching theme should be they're improving. If not, that's a little, that's like, a, you know, maybe a yellow flag. I'll give it a yellow flag, not a red flag. Yellow flag, watch out for it. Caution, like, let's dig deeper before we uh, invest in said coach. Number five. Can the coach explain... Their programming. Now, again, I get it. You're like, Solana, I don't work with the coach yet, so how could I know if they explain programming? This is why I'm so big on reach out to a client or two of the coach who you want to work with. For me, I know that my clients, I'm very thankful for my clients, because I have a lot of clients who like to learn a lot, and they push me to be able to explain things, which I love. And so when my clients have a question, 
I'm excited. And I tell them, hey, I'm so happy you asked this question. I'm so happy you went out of your way to look into this and ask me a question. I'm so happy that you thought about doing this exercise and you're like, hey, this exercise could help me potentially. Do you think we should use it? Because now I can explain to them why I program what I program, why they're doing what they're doing. We can have conversations about their programming. They can become more involved in it. And so if the coach is open to like answering questions about the programming, that's a that's a huge green flag. And I can tell you, I've had coaches in the past. I will never say names. And no, it's probably no one you know, listener, okay? This is not like a famous coach, all right? <laughs> um, but I've had, uh, well, let me say a coach. No, coaches. My li- I'm lying. Coaches in the past. When I asked them, hey, like just wondering, like, well, why am I, let's say, I don't know, squatting three times a week? And the response was, hey, follow the program. I know what I'm doing. You're paying me. You don't know what you're doing. That's why you're investing in me. So that's why. And then, like, that's not an answer. And also, that's rude. Right? Now, I hope to God that most people aren't like that anymore. But I can tell you directly, I've had bad experiences with coaches. And that's why I made, that's number one, that pushed me to become a coach. But number two, that's the reason I'm always willing to answer questions. Because you should have questions. I should have answers. If I don't have answers, that's a problem. If you don't have questions, I mean, you don't have to have them. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. Like, you can just take the program and go with it. I get that, too. Um, but, yeah. Ask the athletes, some of some of their athletes, are they open to asking, answering questions? Or even ask them, like, hey, when you are doing your program, and, like, does it make sense for you? Like, when you ran into an issue with, like, a lift not going well, did the coach make an adjustment? Is that something, like, do you see him, like, problem-solving? That's a good thing to ask. Another thing, too, guys, again, I love social media. So, you, there are some coaches who have YouTube channels where they share excellent information. I love when coaches put out information because it gives you, like, a connection to the coach and like you get to look in their brain and see like how they think and that can help you a lot too right there just seeing how they think how they process stuff and that right there can answer the questions for you about like do they problem solve and are they answering to open questions are they open sorry are they open to answering questions um yeah like, I'll even shout out some YouTubes. I got no problem giving shout outs to people who I think are excellent coaches I don't want to be the only person you listen to because there are coaches who know more than me. Like, example, the Swolfester, Marcellus Williams, he has an excellent YouTube channel. Whenever he posts, I'm watching it. Like, because he, most of his YouTubes are very informational. And also, PR's performance, Steve Novi. Like, his YouTube channel, bro, when he comes up with a video, I grab my notebook. I'm taking notes because I trust Steve that he's very knowledgeable. He, like, when I hear him talking, like, yo, the the way you thought this through and came up with that conclusion that I don't think I would have came up with if he hadn't said it is wild. So I will be sitting there taking notes. And that's how I know. Like, just from looking at their YouTubes, I'm like, yo, you, you guys are great coaches. Like, you know what you're doing, right? So that's another way you can, like, get information about that, about, like, if they can explain the why behind the programming. So... Hopefully, they're thankful that I gave them a shout-out. <laughs> okay. Now, this is probably my last point. Do you vibe with the coach? Now, again, if you've never worked with that coach, you're like, Solana, how would I know if I vibe with the coach? He's not my coach yet. She's not my coach yet. They're not my coach yet. Um, 
I say before you start working with a coach, you should at least have one conversation with them. You know, like um, most coaches that I personally know, online coaches, they have a consultation before they even start working with you. I personally do the same thing. If you apply to work with me, you fill out the application, you get to immediately get bumped to a screen that gives you options for times with me, you get a free 15-minute call, we are talking. And honestly, that consultation is for two reasons. Number one, it's for you to get a, get to talk to the coach, get to see like how they communicate, they get to... Um, they can listen to your goals and you can really kind of genuinely see like does this person seem to care about my goals does this person sound like they're interested in really helping me do they sound like they really want to get me to where I want to go are we vibing Am I? are they making me feel comfortable and you know it's the first time we're talking so if you feel uncomfortable it may just be awkward because you've never met them before maybe you're even like semi starstruck and you're like oh you know I know you're from online now we're talking it's weird right but at the end of the day they shouldn't make you feel dumb they shouldn't make you feel like they don't care so that's another great thing about the free consultation right so I can say for my coach when I worked to Brad now I will say I had like a lot of conversation with Brad before I ever worked with him. So for me, it was a no-brainer. But I will say, I the reason I chose Brad to be my coach, and I will probably be a Brad till either he dies, I die, or he stops coaching, but then I'll still try to bribe him. Like, I will pay him triple what he charges right now if he were to ever um, try to leave me. Like, that's how much I'm invested in Brad. So when, when I talk to Brad, guys, like, he just clearly cares so much, and he always is willing to listen to what I'm saying, even if I'm complaining, like, even if I'm, like, whining a little bit, and, like, y'all, and I, I'm a really hard worker, I do everything he says to do, but every once in a while, I'll be like, woe is me, this lift sucks, wah, 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 right, like, that's, that totally happens, and he's never, like, shut up, <laughs> he's never, like, get over it, he's never, like, shake it, like, you know, suck it up, he's like, hey, you had a bad training day, Let's look at the data. If it's been consistently bad on this day, let's make it. Let's make an adjustment. Like that's just the way he talks to me, and I appreciate it. So you should be able to see, like, at least from a conversation, are you like feeling like you could talk to this person again? Like, if you leave the call and you never want to talk to them again, like, okay, don't pay them, please. Like, don't pay them, and that might just be because. Guys, not every single coach is going to be a good fit for you. I have had clients who I have literally worked with for a short period of time, and either, like, we have a conversation, and they're like, maybe we want to go somewhere else, and I'm like, dude, I want you to be happy. Like, I want you to work with the coach that's best for you. Like, even I am not the perfect coach for every single person. Now, I'll be honest, because most, because I put out so much content, a lot of people vibe with me, they're rocking with me, they're already, like, I call them, like, my people already, so, honestly, 9 out of 10 times, if you come up to me for coaching, and you've been paying attention to my content, we're gonna vibe, it's gonna go pretty well, so long as you're able to uphold your parts as a client. Do everything I say, <laughs> like, get the training done, turn the check-ins in, give me the videos, right? You do that part, and we golden cut. I'm gonna I'm do my part 100% of the time, so you gotta make sure you do your part. So, most of the time, we're gonna be, we're gonna be rocking, but there's always that 1 out of 10, 
and we just ain't vibing. Like, it's just, like, not the best fit. I don't know how else to describe it. It's not that they're not doing what they said they would. It's not that I'm not communicating back with them. But we're just not gelling, right? So that can be the case. That can be the case, and that's okay. But these are things to kind of be on the lookout for. And at the end of the day, the general theme of this whole podcast was... If you reach out to someone who works with them, that will give you more insight than just looking at the person on Instagram, just looking at their YouTube, just knowing that they have a lot of clients, or just knowing that they have a big following. There are coaches with big followings who suck. There are coaches with big followings who are excellent. There are coaches with small followings that suck. (laughs) There are coaches with small followings that are excellent, right? There's everything in between. Please talk to some of their athletes, please. Just do it. I don't care if you're shy. Get over it. It's it's Instagram. Like, it's a DM. All right? No one's going to say F off. No one really does that. So, so yeah. Those are pretty much the bullet points, y'all. Make sure they're on time. They're communicating. Their athletes are progressing. They can explain the why. Y'all are vibing. Um, and they can explain how they want the communication. If they can do all these things... You got a winner. At that point, if that is what you have found, invest whatever the price is because it's worth it. I think that's the one thing, the last thing I want to say. And this is, I don't know how y'all will take it, but I am actually becoming much more comfortable talking about money. So I'll just say it. If you find a good fit for you, invest in the coach no matter how much they charge you. I will say, powerlifting, sometimes you'll find those people, and that's, this is with everything, where they're like, oh, it's just, you know, too expensive, right? And number one, if you're saying something's too expensive, you're not sold on it, probably. So that's one big thing. If you think someone's too expensive, it might be because you're not fully bought into them, and that's the coach not getting you to fully buy in, right? So there's that. But also, if you genuinely really, like, love a coach and you really want to work with them and, like, money's holding you back, I will just say, please look at your spending because I have seen or heard of people, like, not working with somebody because of money and I have watched them post their Starbucks drink three times a week. Like, and I'm like, wow, that's $21 a week. Oh, that's $84 a month. Wow. That's about how much uh, extra you weren't willing to spend, huh? You know what I mean? It's like, if they are a good fit for you, it's not easy to find a beautiful fit in certain things. Like, they're great coaches, but the the relationship I have with Brad is something I'm not sure if I could have with a lot of other coaches. No matter how many, and I know a lot of great coaches, but I know that the way I vibe with Brad is not going to be the way I vibe with every other great coach. You find that coach, figure out how to get the money, invest in them just do it that's all i got for y'all i appreciate you so much for listening please if you love this podcast give me a five star rating leave a review shoot it to your friends all like you giving me that five star rating and review really helps me push this content this podcast out to more people and more people can learn about powerlifting so it's a huge deal to me it is a very small token of gratitude it's your it's your way of saying thank you to me it's free it takes 30 seconds please do it and y'all i'll catch you next time on the power and lifting podcast and don't forget check out the show notes